Thanks for joining us on the Father's House Podcast, where we are leading people into a growing relationship with Jesus. If you have any questions or want to learn more about us, you can always check us out online simply by going to thefathershouse.com. We'd love for you to stay connected throughout your week. Now, let's go to this week's message. Good morning. Good morning. It's great to see you. So glad you joined Anita and I. Meet us in the foyer. Yeah, but you know what? It's kind of empty in here. Yeah. I miss all our people. I you miss know, you. We wanted to meet in the foyer and get ready for the service today. So uh, I, uh, I'd like to know where you're watching from today and how many are there with you. And maybe uh, why not even put a uh, prayer request that you would have up because I'd, I'd like to know where you are from. And so here's my goal. There's this first Sunday that we come back to real live church yeah that we're going to do the same thing we're going to meet everybody in the foyer can you imagine how crowded that would be right here to meet everybody in the i foyer? can't wait so wow. guys tell us you know who you're watching with where you're watching from how was your week i know for some people it was a tough one i know for some of you you got good news some of you got not so good news but we care about you and we yeah. want to uh t you know connect with what you're going through. So we're on a little bit of a delay with seeing your comments, but we're going to do our best uh, to be able to tell you what we're uh, yeah, cause so going through. Yeah, so you can see what she's doing. She's getting me on because I'm a yellow pad guy. Because I don't know I don't what he did how, here. But she's trying to get me online uh, to share with you today. But I, I want to say this. When we get ready today to worship, I really am encouraging you to turn up the volume, uh, get on your feet, worship. You know, I, some people say, well, you know, we're watching you in pajamas. You know, I think you should get up and dress uh, for church and be ready. Especially because, maybe next week when yeah, it's Easter. Next Sunday is Easter. Put on your Easter bonnet, all right? So that might be good, huh? <laughs> but we will, you know, you can dress however you like. We, the most important thing is that you are connecting with your church family. We're doing the best that we can through live stream. Yeah. I'm thankful for live stream. Yes. I'm yes. thankful that, you know, we're able to do this and invite your friends, either text them or send the share button through Facebook uh, or our website. Even you can go there and uh, invite somebody else. Yeah. Um, I see Sue saying she's drinking coffee on the front porch. And Mona, all the way from Finland. I know, Mona. We love you, Mona, you, Mona. And we thank you that you are so faithful uh, I know we've been praying for your daughter and, and different things going on. Not sure what it's like over there with this whole pandemic. But, yeah. you know, we've just been feeling in our spirit yeah. that God is uh, moving and working. Right. And he is going to uh, do something miraculous because yeah. people will know for sure that it was God. And so, Jolene and Jesse and Barbara Glatt. I yeah. know you're watching by yourself and miss your church family. Barbara, we are coming to you today. And I just want you to hug yourself. And that's the way that we're hugging you right now. Right it's through the a camera. Virtual, it's a virtual hug, all right? Sue's watching, drinking coffee on her front porch. Yeah. Shirley, thanks for joining. Kristen, Hugh Massey, wow. I'm, I Patton. see that Kathy Roberts said, please pray for my back. Uh, lower back doesn't know what happened. But, you know, I had some back problems uh, a couple months ago, and God healed me. So yes. I'm praying and believing with you, Kathy, that God is touching you right now. And he's healing your back in Jesus' name. Because God doesn't want us to be in pain. And so we're just going to believe his word that doesn't return void. Yeah. Awesome. Liz is watching. Eddie and Jenny and uh, Chris Nation. 
Wow, so many people. Hey, let me say this. <clears throat> Next Sunday, of course, is Easter weekend. And uh, I've got some information to give you now. And then maybe during this week, I'll give you another opportunity of a service. But I can't share it with you right now. It's yeah. be something that we haven't done before. But next week, uh, get ready because we're going to do Saturday night Easter service. People say, well, that's not Easter. Well, according to the Jewish calendar, at 6 p.m., it's the next day. So we're going to do a Saturday night service at 6 p.m. And we'll also, and we'll be at 20 minutes till we'll be here in the foyer. And then Sunday morning, we're doing a sunrise uh, uh, service yeah, that's at 6:45 out at the lake, out at the Black Halls. And the sun is going to be rising up over the lake, and we're going to be worshiping. And then we'll be back here at church at 9 and 11. So be sure next weekend. And I may have one more opportunity to share with you, but I can't share it with you just yet. Right, because we're praying and, and getting final details to see if this thing could happen. We're excited about it. But we only want to do what God wants right. us to do, right? So that's what we're doing. We're praying and we're asking God for wisdom. Um, I see that you guys are watching. And anybody have anything specific that we need to pray about? Now, yeah. remember, you can go onto our website. We kind of redesigned it. It's still a work in progress. But you'll notice that there's a page uh, that says I, there's a place where you can say, I need help or I want to help. Those emails are going to go directly to Pastor Tim. You know, we've already started. People yeah. have started making masks. Yeah. Uh, what a great thing that is that we're got, we've got several people in our church making masks that we're going to give to different um, organizations that need it. So we want to be the church. We, yes. um, You know, it's weird to be here without you. It's really weird, but yeah. we're thankful that we can do it. But as much as we can stay connected, that's what we want to do. And I just want to say I'm so thankful for the, the team that's here to help us to come on live yeah. today and our worship team. I mean, uh, the, these guys are, are so faithful and every one of them today has shown up because we want to bring the word and the good news to you. And uh, we just think that's just yeah. so critical. Don't forget, guys, if you're somewhat techie, you can cast your um, screen, your phone, your iPad, your tablet to your TV and your surround sound. That's what we did on yeah. Wednesday night. Right. And we felt, man, wow, that was a great opportunity to, um, you know, watch the service yeah. and, and have it big. And we'd love for you to take pictures um, of your setup, of how you're watching, and maybe from behind show the people that are watching and the TV setup or the iPad or the phone or whatever you're doing to watch. And then later, when we're done with this stream, you can post the picture on the Father's House Facebook page. Yes, yes. And if you haven't liked our Facebook page yet, you could do that also. It's TFH Leesburg when you're on Facebook, you can like it, and then also say you want to get right. the uh, yeah. notifications, you want to get right. from the Father's house, and you want to put it yeah. first in your feed. That and way you'll never miss what's going yes. on. We Justine also is watching. Wake Sean up, Justine. <laughs> get him on watching with you, all right? We, we also are uh, streaming to our website, so that's another option. If for some reason you have issues with Facebook, because a lot yeah. of churches are going yeah. live on Facebook, but if you want to, you can go to our webpage, yes. thefathershouse.com slash watch. There's a player there. Uh, underneath the player is the connection card, and there's also a uh, giving uh, form there. Uh, Lisa's going to be putting up all of the different right. links that are going to mm -hmm. happen because we want to, again, be connected with you as best as we can through this digital 
thing, yes. uh, you know, because it's, it is different. It is yeah. different. And uh, go ahead and invite people to watch today, your friends and your neighbors. And at 10 minutes till, we'll do the roll-in as soon as Lonnie lets me know when it's time to do yeah. that. So we're just going to keep talking until that time. Yeah. Because we want to, I, I just wanted to, I wanted to connect before the service today. Yeah, you know what? We're going to be here after too. So when they do this amazing song at the end of the service, don't leave us. We want to come back to the foyer, talk to you again afterwards uh, because we want to just connect with you. Again, yeah. I see some prayer requests here. I see uh, Mike Blackhall is asking for small business owners. Yes. We have a lot of small business yes. owners here at our church, and we are praying for you. Yes, we are. We know that there's uh, some help available, and we're praying that through that application, uh, you would get favor, and God would uh, open up doors for you so your business would be able to continue and to right. prosper. We've got Crystal Santiago asking for prayers for her family yes, because uh, her 17-year-old nephew passed yeah. away um, on Friday night, and we know that he's running. He had some complications, and uh, you know he he passed away, but he's in heaven and yes. he's running, yes. um, and he's enjoying Amen. God's presence. Amen. And so we pray, we lift up the Santiago family, everybody that is uh, there. We know that it's um, it's a tough situation, yes. but we rejoice in the fact that he right. is in heaven and this week there'll be an email go out that you know they're in dire need for blood so we're going to bring the blood sucking truck bus in here <laughs> and uh if we have 20 people you'll you'll get a set time to come and you stay in your car until it's time and then you'll get in the bus and if we have 40 people they're going to bring two buses and also i forgot to tell you next sunday at three o'clock 3 p.m. and 6 p.m., we're having a special service that we'll broadcast for parents and kids, yeah. grandparents and kids. It's called Easter Jam. Uh, yeah, Easter Jam. Easter Jam. I, I think they're going to deal something with Peeps. You know, I love oh, Peeps. Yeah. That's one of my favorite candy, and they're going to be doing something. So those of you that have kids, uh, you want to be sure you do that. Get ready. It's going to be a great day today. You know, we're going old school today, so I've got some of my team up here, uh, Pastor Tim. He knows how to give old-fashioned amen, right? Anita, my lovely wife, and Andrea, our worship pastor, and Jen's over there on the organ, and I said, get me a Hammond B3 sound up. I may want that sometime today. So what's that sound like? Give me, give me a little bit of that sound, all right? We're, whoa! Yeah, we're going we're gonna to go old school today. Hey, uh, let me know uh, where you're watching from. I want to I wanna see that. Uh, and, and I don't know, my camera is all blocked up here, but go ahead, help me, fix me up, Anita. But I want to know where you're watching from, who's there with you. And uh, as, we're, as we're teaching, I'm going to be looking at some of those things, and I, I want to know uh, where you are and who you're watching. There's Barbara and Jenny and my Aunt Shirley all the way from Phoenix is watching today. Uh, and uh, Lisa is watching today, and Lisa Ray, and, and so, yeah, and so if something hits you, you can just say amen or just put that on. And, and right now, I'd like for you to go and share this with some other people and ask them to, in, to watch with you and uh, let them know how important it is because we want to stay and connect. There's Tiffany. She's my small group leader. And uh, there is uh, Lisa and Al Cardiello, my trainer. Al, I'm gaining a little weight, so I've been trying to watch your videos. But anyway, somebody said, yeah, Sean, this morning, my armor bearer said, you know, all the weight that I lost in the January fast, I've gained it back in the last week and a half. But we're on target, right? Dennis and uh, Casey and the others. 
but I just want you to, I want you to get involved with me today because I don't want to, I don't want to be up here by myself, but anyway, thank you guys. You're going to amen. You're going to help me. Hey, if you got your Bible, let's lift it up and let's make our declaration together today. Can we do that? This is my Bible. It is the word of God. It is life to me. Today I receive the word. I confess my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. I am obedient, and I will never be the same again in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. There's my friend Howie. He's watching. Uh, Gary's watching. Thank you for letting us know uh, that you're watching today. I want to talk today about, uh, continue with this series in War Cry. And today I want to talk about because we know. Uh, in a crisis... One of the first things that happens to all of us is fear, fear. And I think sometimes that we feel like that if I'm fearful, then, you know, something's wrong. Something's wrong in my life. But Tim, I really think that, I really think that we all initially experience fear when we go into a crisis. And, and I know what the scripture says, fear not. But I really believe that we can enter into a time and have fear, but not be fearful. Doesn't that, isn't that interesting? I can have fear, but not be fearful. Uh, and so we feel that anxiety. We feel those various things. And, and God knew that we'd be in a place like that. And he gave us a war cry. Remember what that war cry is? Let's say it together. Rock, kazak, amats. Say it again. Rock, kazak, amats. Why don't you just put on there war cry? War cry. Maybe, maybe you're smart enough to find a picture of the, of the war cry and just put it up there. But he's given us a war cry. And it goes back to this verse in Deuteronomy. Would you read this with me? So be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. And don't panic. Don't what? Don't panic. Have you talked to anybody this week that's panicking? Yeah, a few people panicking, right? But we're not going to panic. Why? Because he's given us a war cry, and he's promised to never leave us, to always be with us. So don't be afraid. Don't panic before them. For the Lord your God, look at this, will do what? Personally, go ahead of you, Amen. and he will neither fail you nor abandon you. Here's a question I have for you today. How much courage do you have right now? How much courage do you have? How much courage do you have in your life? I, I, I love this verse in John 16, verse 33. Look at this. And it says, and everything, this is Jesus, it's in the red in your Bible, and everything I've taught you is so that the peace which is in me will be in you and will give you great confidence as you do what? Rest in me. Not war. i got to do something. No, he says, I want you to rest. I want you to rest in me. For in this unbelieving world, you're going to experience trouble and sorrows. But say this next phrase with me. But you must be courageous. Won't you just give me a, just type that in right there. Courageous. I am courageous. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm like a lion. I am courageous. Jesus said we can do that. For I have conquered the world. I was looking up. I don't often use a dictionary. Because I create my own words, right? I make up my own words. But I looked up the definition of courage, and here's what it says. The ability to face and deal with a dangerous or a difficult situation. 
the ability to face or deal with a dangerous or difficult situation. I, uh, I, I was just going on and getting some other definitions that people said about courage. Somebody said this, and I like this one. Courage is fear that has said its prayers. Isn't that great? Courage is fear that has said its prayers. It's there on the screen for you, so you can take a screenshot of that, and you can use it again. I like what General George Patton said. Courage is fear that holds on for one more time, for one more minute. So first of all, we have to face fear, and second of all, we have to deal with that. So the natural question I'm sure you would ask and I'm asking is, how do I maintain courage in difficult times, right? How do I maintain courage in difficult times? I, I, I'm asking that. How can, I, how can I be more courageous? You know, there are people who will send me a text and say, how can I handle this situation? What am I going to do about this? You know, I've, I've had to lay off my employees and, and all that. So how can I be courageous in a time like this? So let's just look at that today. I want to share some things with you. I love this verse in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 7 from the Passion Translation. Now, our hope for you is unshakable. Now, look at these next words. Say them with me. Because we know. Let's say it again. Because we know. Say it loud so that somebody else in the other room of your house can hear it. Because we know that just as you share in our sufferings, you will also share in God's comforting strength. What we know gets us through a crisis. What we know gives us hope. So today, Ashley, Stephen, Mike Blackhall, those of you that are joining right now, I want to remind you of some things that you already know. You already know this. I'm not giving you something really deep. I'm just saying I want to remind you because if I can be reminded of these things, it's going to give me hope and it's going to stabilize my courage. Here's what I know. What you know is more important than what you feel. Right now you may be feeling a little anxiety, a little fear, uh, a, a little confusion. But what you know is God's got you. He's in control. He said, I'll never leave you. You have a church family that cares for you. Right now, we can't join here together, but we're joining right now, and I'm just, I just wrap my arms around you and give you a virtual hug right now, okay? Why don't you just hug yourself? If you're there, if you're there by yourself, just hug yourself and say, that's, that's from Pastor Terry. Or maybe if uh, uh, there's other people in the room, just give them a, a hug, a high five. If it's your spouse, give them a kiss, all right? There, there you go. And uh, what you know is more important than what you feel. So here's some things that we need to be remembered. Number one, remember, we know that not everything we hear is true. Have you heard some crazy things? I mean, on, on social media, some of the weird things, uh, so many people have these conspiracy theories. And so, and, and so people say, I, well, I'm watching CNN, I'm watching Fox, I'm watching CBN. I've started watching CBN again. I'm going old school. Pat looks like he's ready to die, but I trust the, I trust the facts. I just sort of trust what, what they're saying. And so I'm sorry I shouldn't have said that, but anyway. 
So I'm just hanging out with you today, okay? Uh, nobody's rushing me. I don't have a countdown clock, and you don't have anywhere to go. Yeah. So, so we're just hanging out together, okay? We're just hanging out together. But you've got to remember that not everything you hear is true. I'm going to share some verses. You've got, you got to look at these verses. Proverbs 14 and 15. A gullible person will believe anything but a sensible person, a TFHer, will confirm the facts. You see, people have their own agenda. They use this crisis for a political agenda. Not just one party, everybody. They use this crisis for their political agenda. Have they ever heard so many conspiracy theories? This side's got a conspiracy theory. This has got a conspiracy. Why? Because they want to score political points. And they want to create havoc and fear in you. And they're saying things sometimes that are not accurate. Ignore it. Get to the things that you know is truth. Because here's what's happening in this crisis. People pointing fingers, blaming people, blaming this. And sometimes people have their own agenda because they want a financial advantage. I'm hearing a price gouging of people that are doing that. Listen, don't base your feelings and your decisions on faulty statistics, fads, false reports, feelings, and fears. Here's some more verses from a wise man by the name of Solomon. Proverbs 18 and 13. What a shame. Yes, how stupid. I didn't say that. He said that. <laughs> to decide before knowing the facts. Whoa, yeah, there we go. Oh, we need that right there. I woke up somebody right there, didn't I? Look at this, Proverbs 18 and 2. A fool never delights in true knowledge, but only wants to express his mind. I just got to share what I'm thinking. I just got to get what's on my mind off my mind. How about just keeping it on your mind and renewing your mind to the truth and not fads, but the truth of God's Word. Proverbs 18 and 14 from the Amplified. The Amplified is where you get a little louder, okay? It says, a naive... The naive are unsophisticated and easy to exploit, and they inherit foolishness. But the sensible are thoughtful, far-sighted, and crowned with knowledge. One last verse on that, Proverbs 23, 23. Get the facts at any price and hold on tightly to all the good sense you can get. Because you need all the good sense you can get, right? I need that. Anita says amen, all right? Here, listen, listen, listen. We are people of faith and facts. He gave us a brain, and he doesn't bypass that brain with our fads. So I'm going to encourage you to do something this week. Match the time you watch news with that same amount of time of getting into the Word and worshiping. I mean, maybe, maybe this week, Andrea, we could set up, and I know you've done this in the past, we could set up like a, 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 a worship set so that people could just log on and listen. To, is that possible for us to do? So, so what I'm saying is that if you, if you watch 30 minutes of news, wherever it is, 
Then you read the Word for 30 minutes. You get into the Word for 30 minutes. And uh, we're just we're going to make a difference in that, okay? So remember, not everything you read is accurate or true. And not everybody that talks on social media knows what they're talking about, all right? Uncle Billy Bob may not be the smartest person to tell you what to do with your finances. Number two, remember this. We know that this will pass. We know that this will pass. Just put in there. Right there is a good place to pass. I know this will pass. So just put in there, pass. Uh, this will pass over. Maybe you can put that on there. So let me just, let me just see if anybody did that. Now, I'm on a delay here, all right? So yeah, there's, there's a pass, pass over. Uh, all right, so, so go ahead and do that. Don't bypass. I, I like this phrase. Don't bypass and it came to pass. Don't bypass and it came to pass. I think, I think this is becoming my favorite verse. And it came to pass. And it came to pass. In other words, it didn't come to stay, but it came to pass. First uh, Peter 4, 12 and 13 says this. Friends, when life gets really difficult, don't jump to conclusions that God isn't on the job. Instead, be glad that you are in the very thick of what Christ experienced. This is a spiritual refining process. Glory is just around the corner. Amen. That's a good place to say amen. Hallelujah. Yeah. Amen. Woo. People say, well, why is this happening? I thought once we gave our heart to the Lord and we became a Christian, I joined the Father's house, everything would be just smooth going. In this world, we're experiencing the result of sin that has broken things. Sin has broken our environment. Sin has broken families, marriages. Sin has broken people just like you. Sin. It's not God. People say, well, why did God let this happen? It wasn't God that let this happen. People say, well, this is the judgment of God. Well, I don't know. I can't speak for God. But I do know this. That he said, I'll never put more on you than what you're able to stand and what you're able to bear. But here's what I know. The scripture says this in Isaiah 24, 4 and 5. The land suffers for the sins of its people. The earth languishes. The crops wither. The skies refuse to rain. The land is defiled by crime. The people have twisted the laws of God and broken his everlasting commands. So it's what we're seeing now is a result of sin. Yeah, God allowed this. But he allowed this because he's got a greater purpose. I don't believe God sent this pandemic, but I believe he allowed it, but he's got a greater purpose. So people say, well, then, why, why didn't, if, if it's the result of sin, then why didn't God stop sin? He could have. God could have stopped sin. That means he'd have taken all of us out. Or he'd have made us slaves. And God never wanted to create us that we would be slaves. But he wanted to give us the opportunity that we could make a free choice to be with him. 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 17 and 18 says, for our present troubles are small. Whew. I guess in the scheme of things, it is small. You know, we look at all the things that we don't have right now. But I mean, think about the things that you do have. So in the scheme of everything, in the scheme of eternity, they're small things. 
and I love this, and they won't last very long. Yet they'll produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them and will last forever. So we don't look at the troubles that we can see now. Say this next line with me. We fix our gaze on things that cannot be seen. For things we see now will soon be gone, but the things we cannot see will last forever. In other words, here's what it's saying right now. We want to focus on things that have stability. Don't focus on everything that's changing. I mean, you, you know, it's, it's this week we've been working with some, some government things to, to, to get some, some money to go ahead and pay our employees and, and do all of that. And Maggie's like the, like the best person, you know, and our accountant working on those. And she's had to redo those papers four times. Thursday night at 11 o'clock, another pass down from the government. You've got to change this. 31 more pages to change. Our banker's been working over the weekend. And so if you look at all that, everything's changing. Every day it's changing. Somebody said yesterday you've got to wear a mask when you go out. I've seen people, I saw somebody the other day wear a jock support. I don't quite think that matches as a mask, okay? Um, I've seen a lot of crazy things. But everything is changing, changing, changing. But one thing I know is not changing. The God that I'm serving is still in control. Listen, here's some things to focus on this week. Focus on God who sees what you're going through. Focus on God who cares about everything you're going through right now. Focus on a God whose plan is better than our plan right now. And focus on a God who will never abandon you. Man, one of my favorite verses is this Isaiah 43, verse 2. Look at this verse. I love this verse. I love this verse. Give me a little mood music here. Not a Hammond B3. I'm just throwing you off here because you've got to switch it. But give me, a little, give me a little mood music here. Going through the water music, all right? So here we go. When you go through the deep waters, I'll be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you'll not drown. You're not going to sink. When you walk through the fire, you're not going to be burned up. The flames will not consume you. Right where you're sitting. Maybe in your bedroom, in your living room, in your dining room. Maybe if you're driving, only do this with one hand. But right where you are, and those of us here, would you just lift up your hands right now? And let's just say, thank you, God. You're bigger than this. You're bigger than this. You're bigger than this. And you've got me. You've got me. You're not going to drop me, but you've got me. Wow. Man, I just love that. I just feel like somebody right now, that, that really identified with you. Because you've been so fearful this week. And I just want to speak God's strength into you right now. If that's you, would you just put it right there and say, that's me, Terry. That's me. What you just said spoke to me. I felt the Holy Spirit just said that. So just, just go ahead and say that right now. So number two, remember, this is going to end, right? Here's the third thing I want us to remember. Remember, we know that this is not the end of the story. All right, let's, let's review. Good class, let's, like the good teacher. Number one, say it with me. Remember, we know that not everything we hear is true. We are people of faith and fact. Number two, remember, we know this will pass, 
And number three, remember, we know this is not the end of the story. I, uh, I was listening last week to uh, one of my favorite speakers from Gateway, uh, Gateway Church in Dallas. I, I feel like that I, I can trust what all that they say. And they were reminding me of some prophetic words that came out. And so I wanted to read some of these. Amos 3 and 7 says, Indeed, the sovereign Lord never does anything until he reveals his plans to his servants and his prophets. You see, God doesn't want his people to be in the dark. You say, wow, we don't know what's happening. We don't know what's going to come on. Look, we know what's going to happen by looking in this word. But also the Lord, every once in a while, gives us encouraging words to direct us along the line. Um, there are some reliable prophets. Don't listen to everybody on the internet who says that they're a prophet. Don't listen to everything everybody says. You know, uh, I, just, I just get ticked off sometimes at people who never do anything but yet criticize preachers who are doing something. You ever notice that? I saw something this week. Why Steve Furtek doesn't preach the truth? Give me a life. He's, he's not, I mean, you can take something out of context. You can take a lot of my stuff out of context and say something weird. And then I see somebody else say, Joel Osteen doesn't believe in Jesus. Or uh, this person doesn't believe in something else. And I, I want to look at that and say, what have you ever done with your stinking life? How many people have you won to the Lord? How many churches have you started? So I'm just going to say this. Every person on the internet that says that they're a prophet and they got a prophetic word for you, don't believe them. Look at their history. Look at their history. So a couple of guys, one is Chuck Pierce. Uh, Chuck Pierce has been a very accurate prophet. I've, I've followed Chuck Pierce for over 20 years. And uh, you can go on YouTube, you can look at his books, you can see some of those things. And he's accurately predicted events that would happen for a long time. In September 2019, I want to make sure I read this so I make sure I get it right. He said in September 2019, nations are going to come into turmoil until Passover. And Passover is April 8th through the 16th. April 8th through the 16th. And then in July 26th, he made another public word. And he said this, I see a massive plague-like invasion that will test us through Passover. So uh, last week from Gateway, uh, Jimmy Evans, one of the pastors there, called Chuck and said, Chuck, do you mean that this pandemic will be over during the Passover? He said, no, I don't believe that it will be over, but I believe there will be a transition in the middle of Passover. And that one season will end and another season will begin. Chuck said, the Lord said to me, this year will be the true Passover. This year will be the true Passover. Now, let me remind you of the Passover. In the Old Testament, remember, uh, Israel was in Egypt, and God's judgment came down upon Egypt because of how they were treating the Israelites. <clears throat> there were different plagues that came along. And the last plague was the plague that the death angel would come by and take the firstborn. But God said to his people, I want you to slaughter a lamb. Notice how all this is figurative of Jesus, the lamb who died for us, shed his blood for us. 
I want every family, every family, not every church, but every family, I want you to slaughter a lamb. And I want you to take that blood, put it over the doorpost. They would have put it on the top. They would have put it on the two sides. Notice what that makes? Makes like a cross. Makes like a cross. And that night, when the death angel passed over, when he would see the blood, he would pass on by. But where the blood wasn't, that he would, there would be a crisis and a plague that would come into that person's life. So he said, what we need to do, it's a time, Chuck said, it's a time for God's people to stand up and remember that there is power in the blood of the Lamb and to apply that blood to our lives, to our family, and to us as an individual. Remember, it's the blood of Jesus, the stripes that were placed upon his back that brought us healing. It's the blood of Jesus that set us free. It's the blood of Jesus that defeated death, hell, and the grave. And it's the blood of Jesus that redeems me, paid for my sins. We are people that believe that there is power in the blood of the Lamb. Amen. Chuck said, I also believe that at the end of this crisis, there's going to be a redistribution of wealth. He said, if you'll remember... When Israel was coming out of Egypt, God said, ask gold from the Egyptians. And guess what? The Egyptians gave them gold. They walked out of there rich. Chuck said, I believe that there's going to be a redistribution of wealth. So I want to say to those of you that are watching today and feel like that your, your retirement has gone down the hole and maybe you've laid off employees, some of you are trying to pay for your employees and you're a business person walking through all those and you're almost ready to pull out your hair, or, oh, what little hair that you have and say, I don't know what we're going to do. I'm going to say I want you to relax because if you've been a faithful tither and a giver to God, if you put him first, your money is redeemed. I don't, I, it's not what you see right now. It's what he's going to bring you through. I believe, I personally believe, as David Wilkerson did when he said in 1986, and he prophesied of this, this pandemic that would sweep the world, and he said in the midst of that, but he said that would usher in a third great renewal here in America. And if we're going to usher in a third great renewal, it's going to take finances to do that. And so I'm believing that God is going to reverse that and he's going to restore everything the enemy has taken from you in greater quantity, quality, and kind. Amen, amen, amen. There's another prophet that uh, uh, Jimmy Evans talked about last week that's been very, uh, that's been very accurate. His name is Jim Lafloon. And I'm going to read what, what Jim said here. Treasures in heaven. Yeah, Maria, I like that. Come on, guys. Let's interact with the word. Give me an amen. I, love, I believe that. Thank you, Elisa. Amen. David Wilson, more glory. On December 31st, 2018, December 31st, 2018, at 10 p.m., Jim said, while attending New Year's Eve service, the Lord spoke to me about a great crisis that was coming to the United States. He showed me that it would come within 17 months. As I sat there praying, I saw the New York Stock Exchange and money markets begin to sink. As New York continued its slide, California was flipped up in the air. The entire nation began to slide into economic chaos. People began to cry out about recession and depression. But listen to this. Just as the turmoil in my heart reached the crescendo, 
I saw the hands of the Lord reach out and catch our nation. He said, I knew then that the United States was rapidly approaching a tipping point and the church was the answer. He said, by the following Friday, the Lord began to clarify the intervention he desired. And he said, the Lord took me back to the plagues in the Old Testament. And he said, the Lord showed me that, that when Aaron, a plague came in Numbers, in Numbers 16, and he said Aaron, part of the Levitical priesthood, mitigated that plague after 14,700 died in that plague. Aaron had a bold act of worship and prayer, and the plague was stopped. In Exodus 32, 25, Moses mitigated a plague, and he intervened. And then in Numbers 25 and 9, Phineas, someone else from the tribe of Levi, after 24,000 people died, he intervened and stopped the plague. All three of those were from the tribe of Levi. Numbers chapter 8, verse 19. And I have given, my alarm clock is going off because that's the time that we usually pray at 10.02, uh, at, at, uh, right? So we pray right now for a harvest, God, a harvest of souls to come into your kingdom in Jesus' name. Numbers 8 and 19. And I have given the Levites as a gift to Aaron and his sons from among the people of Israel to do the service for the people of Israel at the tent of meeting and to make atonement for the people of Israel that there may be no plague among the people of Israel when the people of Israel come near the sanctuary. In the Old Testament, it was the priesthood and the Levites that had the power to mitigate plagues. But what about what God declares in the New Testament? He says that we are part of what? A holy priesthood. Look at this, 1 Peter 2 and 9. But you, you believers, are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Look at this. And Jim goes on to say, listen to what he says. I'm convinced that if we will unite and rise up as one body across the United States, we can mitigate this plague and prepare the way for God's spirit to do what he desires. This, however, will take more than a conversation. Could it be that God will use what we're going through right now? Listen to this. I believe this. Could it be that God will use what we're going through right now to birth a movement of prayer that captures the hearts of America's churches and preachers and people around the world? Listen, listen to this. In an hour when the only buildings that we have left to meet in are temples made without human hands, in the homes of people our homes become houses of prayer and we stand in prayer to mitigate this plague and to see the glory of the Lord come down if you believe that why don't you stand up and give the Lord a hand clap right there where you are and say even so Lord let it be Wow I really believe something's getting ready to happen 2nd Corinthians 4 and 8 says though we experience every kind of pressure we're not crushed, 
At times we don't know what to do, but quitting is not an option. We are persecuted by others, but God has not forsaken us. We may be knocked down, but not knocked out. Uh, if, if you're just getting back up, maybe you've been knocked down this week, but all of a sudden you stood up a minute ago, uh, just, just type in there, I'm standing. I'm standing. I think I'm going to do that myself, all right? Just go ahead. I'm going I'm to do that with you. Well, I got too much grease on my hands, and it's not working. So I need to post that for me. PT's standing, all right? Ah, technology. 2 Corinthians 4 and 14. Because we know that God raised the Lord Jesus to life, and just as God raised Jesus to life, he will also raise us to life. Then he will bring us into his presence together. That's the story of Easter. You see, I win. I win. See, I'm in that, I'm in that age category, Jen, that you see, I'm at, I'm at danger. Danger, Will Robinson, 70. <laughs> but here's what I know, Kim. You're not far from it, Kim. And Anita is in there. But here's what I know. I win either way. I win either way. I want to tell you right now. If this stupid virus took me out, don't weep for me as one that has no hope. I just won greater. But I'll be moved from here into the presence of the Lord, and I will see him. And I will rejoice in him. What I'm going through right now is not the end of the story. God gets the last word in this. And don't, for, don't forget this, Revelation 21 and 4. Get out your handkerchief, all right? Get out your handkerchief. Here, here we are. Here we are. Revelation 21 and 4. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Let me wipe away that tear right now. Wipe away every tear, and there shall be no more death, no more sorrow, no more crying, no more pain, for the former things have passed away. Wow. Now, I'm going to ask you to do something. I'm going to ask you to take a red ribbon. We've done this at church. And I'm going to ask you to tie a red ribbon on the doorpost of your home. If you drive by the Father's house, if you come to give blood this week, stay in your car until they call you in. Look at the front of the door, and you'll see a red ribbon on the front of the door. By that red ribbon, what we're saying with thousands of other Christians around the world that are saying this is the year of the true Passover, we're letting everybody know we are people of the blood. Our only hope is in the blood of Jesus Christ that has redeemed us. So I'm going to ask you today to find some red ribbon, get a red nail, Put red fingernail polish over the door if you want. Do it with your kids. Do it with your family and say, what are we doing? Then reread the story, the Passover, and build confidence and faith in them that we declare that we are people of the blood and we will be delivered, all right? And here's the second thing I want you to do. I want you to get ready to celebrate communion with us next week on Easter Sunday. Now we're going to do a sunrise service at 6.45, and we'll broadcast that. But when we do service, Saturday night at 6 o'clock, 
Sunday morning at 9 and Sunday morning at 11, we're going to celebrate communion together. We're going to do that as part of this Unite 714. All of the churches in Unite 714 are going to take communion next Sunday. And on that Sunday and Saturday night, we're going to all pray the same Unite 714 proclamation Easter prayer. Can you imagine what that's going to sound like to God? Prayers over here. 150 different nations of people have been signed up on Unite uh, 714. So go ahead and do that. So get ready next week. Get you some juice. Get you some water. Get you a cracker. We're going to celebrate communion together, okay? Let's do that next week. No more deadlines. No more stress. That's right, Darla. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. That's right, Mike Blackhall. Let people know. Maybe somebody will pull up and maybe a mailman or somebody in your neighborhood will say, what's the red ribbon for? You got a new kid? Say, oh, no, I'm, people, I'm a person of the blood. My family and I are people of the blood. We believe the only thing that's going to redeem this world is the blood of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. Number four. Number four. All right, let's review. Remember, we know not everything we hear is true. Number two, remember, we know this will pass. Number three, remember, we know this is not the end of the story. And remember, we know Jesus is counting on us. Jesus is counting on us. Anita, you are a carrier. Kim, you're a carrier. You know what that? Andrea, you're a carrier. Again, you're a carrier. Now, you could be carrying the virus. And I'm too close to you. <clears throat> get away. All right. We're, we're more than, yeah, I can get close to you. Yeah, we get close often, don't we? <laughs> too many things went through my mind right there, and I'm moving on. But here's what I'm going to say. You can be a carrier of the virus and not know you're a carrier of the virus. Get ready. But you cannot be a carrier of the good news and nobody know that you're carrying the good news. Amen? Amen. That's a good place right there. Amen? Yeah. You, you, you can't do that. We are carriers. What are you carrying? When you walk in a room, do you carry fear in? Do you carry worry? I mean, in your family, are your kids so fearful? Because that's what you are. You're fearful. You're biting your nails. What are we going to do? What are you carrying? No, we need to carry good news. Say good news. Put that in there. Let me see if I can do it now. No, I still can't do it. I don't know what's wrong with you. Hello? Are you there? sorry but I would like to post good news because we're carriers of good news or maybe you do a thumb up say I'm a carrier of good news whenever you get near people they tend to catch what you have you ever notice that you get around people that are very negative and complaining and won't belong to you you catch that and and and, and you can't see that here's the question is what you are carrying worth catching is what you are carrying worth catching 
1 Thessalonians 1 and 5 says, For when we brought you the good news, it was not only with words, but also with power. We brought you good news. Say good news. Say it again, good news. This virus might be contagious, but I'm going to tell you, the good news of Jesus Christ is also contagious. I got some good news today. The good news that I'm carrying cures physical sickness, and it also cures spiritual sickness. Jesus didn't just shout from heaven, hey, y'all, I love you down there. I got a place for you. Jesus didn't just shout from heaven, but he left heaven, and he showed up on this planet Earth to say how much that he loves us. He stripped himself of all the heavenly glory so that he could be one of us. He came in the person of a baby, and he grew. He was virgin birth, so he had no sin. He knew no sin. He came for people like you, people like me. He came for those of you today that are embarrassed by what's going on in your life. He came for those of us that are shamed about our past. He came for you and me. That's good news. And because he came, I can be made right with God, not by my works. It's not like, okay, I got to do some more religious works. I got to give the offering. I got to give this. I got to do something else. No, I am made right with God by grace. The grace of Jesus through faith in him. He died on the cross for my sins. And three days later, God raised him from the grave so that everyone who believes in him, we could also have a fresh start, a new beginning, a do-over. And the scripture said, anybody who calls on his name can be saved. Listen to me. Please listen to me. If we can't gather together physically, we will gather as long as we have to digitally because the good news will spread and you are a carrier of the good news I I lay hands on you right now and I declare you are a digital evangelist you are a digital evangelist a digital evangelist you use social media to share the good news of Jesus Christ you invite people to join you online, especially next week for Easter. You share on social media how Jesus has changed your life. This crisis may have changed the way that we do church, but it may not all be bad. You know what we've been doing in the last few years? We've been trying to see who can one-up somebody else. You know, we moved from uh, we moved from the overhead projection, right? Remember? Some of you don't remember. Just Google that overhead projection. You don't even remember that. Oh, you remember those? Have people standing up there, and they'd have to change it, and then they'd drop them all on the floor, and you have to pick those up and put them back up. And then we started projecting the words off the wall. Somebody said once, "Oh, you're that church who sings off the wall." What do you mean? Yeah, you know, your words are up on the wall. Yeah. And then it went from that to something else more techy. And then it went to lights. I love our lights. 
Sean said he's got a smoke machine. Let's do smoke machine next week if it doesn't set off the alarm, okay? It's Easter. Let's, let's try something radical, all right? Smoke machine. Then more lights, more technology. And here's what we've been doing for years. We're saying we're the light of the world, a city that's set on a hill, and you can't ignore it. And that's what Jesus said. You're to be light to the world, right? So we've been saying to people, we invite you to church. We invite you to church. Come and see. We got, we got better sound system. We got more lights. We got better thing. We got somebody else said, I'm going to that church because they're a professional church. They're professional announcements. They're professional singing. They're professional of all that. And so for the last little while, for years now, we, we've become this invitational church. But I believe that Christ is moving us from just an invitational church. And I'm not saying we ever stop that. But I think he's also calling us to be an infiltration church. To infiltrate the world around us. Remember what Jesus said? You are light. But in that same passage, he said, you're what? Salt. And you see, salt's not good unless you get close enough to put salt on something. Until you get close enough to your neighbors to be salt. Until you get close enough to the people that you work with to be salt. I'm telling you, listen to my, I'm going to give you a prophetic word right now. As a result of where we are right now, God is forcing us to be a church of infiltration to get out of the building, and the church has left the building, and we're in the community, we're making a difference, we're changing people's lives, we're getting serious about what's going on, and he's going to be glorified in all of this. Remember the story? Jesus said, I want you to send out an invitation to people that I love because I'm going to have a party. And nobody showed up. He got a little ticked off. And he said, I want you to go out to the nobodies, the brokens, the has-beens, the people that have no hope. And I want you to compel them. I want you to compel them. In other words, he's saying, I don't want to just send an invitation, but I want you to go to where the person is. And I want you to be a carrier of good news, of love. Share what God has done for you. God's answer is you. We're getting ready for a great harvest. The good news is contagious. I love what A.W. Tozer said, and, and I just want to put that up for you. A scared world needs a fearless church. Scared world needs a fearless church. Listen to me. Because of Jesus, we're not afraid. We live by faith. Because of Jesus, we share the good news. Because of Jesus, we have hope. I'm going to ask those of you that are watching right now that you're a follower of Christ. If, if if the Lord just spoke to you and you say, you know what, I want to spread the good news. Would you right now let me know, right there in your bedroom, your living room, wherever you are, lift your hand or put an emoji up there of a hand lifted up. Put on there, you know, good news. I want to know I can count on you. I want you to say with me right now, Pastor, I tell you, this is not an obstacle. This is an opportunity. And with God's help, I want to be a carrier of good news. Would you do that right now? I just, I just want to see that. I want to see those of you that are, that are looking right now and 
and join me in that. Say, I'm, I'm doing that. Look at the hands going up. Man, that's awesome. That's awesome. I want to pray for you right now. Father, I pray that you would give us an opportunity this week daily, not weekly, but daily. When so many people are hurting and afraid, let our light shine, God. Let us be love spreaders. Let us be love givers. Let us be hope dealers in all that we do. God, show us people that need our love. Show us people that need to catch the good news that's in us. Jesus, use us. Jesus, use us. We've come to church for years, and we've sit and we've watched. Jesus, use us. Use us. Use us. Use us this week. I'm going to ask the worship team to come on up and get ready because we're going we're gonna to worship the Lord in another great song. We're going to go out with a blessing. But before we do that, I want to talk to another category of those of you that are watching with me online right now. Because I know without a shadow of a doubt that there's somebody right now that stumbled onto this broadcast by accident. And yeah, I know we've gone longer than usual, but you've got nowhere to go, so it'll be all right, okay? Just get you another donut, another cup of coffee. Because I need to talk to a special group of people that are online right now. Maybe you stumbled onto this broadcast by accident. Or maybe somebody invited you today. And as you're sitting there, as you're driving, wherever you are, you know there's something missing in your life. You know that right now you're falling apart. And right now you're experiencing, experiencing an internal guilt for something you've done in the past, for something even that you're doing right now. And you really don't know where you stand with God. Others of you right now that I'm speaking to, you're overwhelmed with fear. But I've got good news for you today. And I want you to hear this good news. I want you to recognize that none of us would have a hope without this good news. Jesus died in your place and my place. He died on the cross in humiliation and shame. You may say, Terry, I, I, I carry so much shame for what I'm going through. But let me remind you, when Jesus hung on the cross, it's not like those cute little pictures that we see that he had a loincloth on. He was completely nude. He was completely naked. It's the most shameful way that he could, because people wanted him to be looking as shameful. But I believe he did that voluntarily. Because he wanted you to know that your shame, he carried your shame on the cross that day, that he could deliver you from that shame. He could forgive you of your sins. So those of you today that are saying, Terry, I want his peace. I want his forgiveness. I want the assurance that I'm right with him. I want to be in his family. I want to know that he's forgiven me of my sin. If that's you, I want you to just raise your hand right now, right where you are. Or maybe on that post, just say yes, yes, yes. Or raise your hand. I'm going to lead you in a prayer. I can give you the words, but you have to surrender the heart. Would you pray this prayer with me right now? Don't miss this opportunity. Don't put it off. Don't let the enemy say, well, you can do it next week. No, now. Now. The good news is coming to you. Pray this prayer with me. Heavenly Father, please forgive me for my sins. Jesus, save me. Make me new. 
fill me with your Holy Spirit so that I can follow you. I want to serve you the rest of my life. Use me to shine your light. Use me to show your love and to spread hope. Thank you for forgiving me. Thank you for saving me. My life is not my own. I give it all to you. If you prayed that prayer today, let me know you prayed that prayer. You can call the church office this week, or you can give your email online, and we want to give you a link to a, something I have. Of, of It simply says, what, what, what's now? What's happened? It's a video that I've presented that, that will help you understand what you're going through. But let us know. Don't, don't just start this journey and not have anybody there with you. But let us know because I want to pray with you. If you don't have a Bible, we'll send you a Bible. Church, wherever you are right now, would you just begin giving the Lord a hand clap for those who made that decision today? Let's worship to God today. Let's praise Him. Let's praise Him. As a church, it's our honor to play a small part in all that God is doing in and through your life. And we'd love to continue with you on that journey. To find out what your next steps are in your relationship with Jesus, all you have to do is go to thefathershouse.com slash next. Join us next week as we continue to love God, help people, and build the kingdom.